Welcome to Special Situation Investing, episode 44. Today, we dive into another potential investment opportunity in the form of a small and thinly traded oil and gas royalty company. As is always the case, we openly share our investment research with you here and in the Substack so that you can jumpstart your own research, but your final investment decisions should always be the result of your own research and convictions. Chesapeake Granite Wash Trust is an oil and gas royalty trust that distributes royalty income to unit holders quarterly via a K-1. Royalty, royalty interests were conveyed to Chesapeake Granite Wash Trust from Chesapeake Energy's interest in the underlying properties effective 1 July 2011. As of 31 December 2021, the trust on average owns a 47.8% net revenue interest in the producing wells and a 28.6% net revenue interest in the completed development wells. The operator retains 10% of the proceeds from the sales of oil and natural gas and liquid natural gas production attributable to its net revenue interest in the producing wells, and 50% of the proceeds from the sales of production attributable to its net revenue interest in the development wells. One unique feature of this oil and gas trust is that it liquidates on June 30th, 2031, or sooner, if any of the following. Number one, the trust sells the royalty interest. Number two, the aggregate quarterly cash distribution amounts for any four consecutive quarters in a row is less than $1 million. As a note here, a $1 million distribution for any quarter equals a 0.2139 per unit distribution. Over the life of the trust, three distributions fell below that threshold, and they were as follows. August of 2020 was 0. 0.0053. November of 2020 was 0. 0.0012. And February of 2021 was 0. 0.0063. The low distributions correspond to the 2020 pandemic low oil price which corresponded with never-before-seen negative oil future prices. Moving on to number three, if all the majority of owners vote to liquidate. And finally, number four, if the trust is judicially resolved. Upon the trust termination date, all cash remaining will distribute to the unit holders. 50% of the royalties will revert to the operator and 50% of the royalty interest will be retained by the trust and sold with the proceeds being distributed among the unit holders. The operator will have a right of first refusal to purchase the perpetual royalty interest retained by the trust. The trust owns royalty rights covering 40,500 gross acres and 26,400 net acres in Washita County, Oklahoma. Tapstone Energy is the operator bound by the December 2011 trust agreement, who operates the underlying properties in the area of mutual interest. The area of mutual interest includes the properties on which the royalty interest reside. The trust has 46,750,000 units issued and outstanding, 50.8% of which are owned by Tapstone, the operating company. Below is a chart reflecting the current oil and natural gas reserves attributable to Chesapeake Granite Wash Trust, 
And for those listening, you'll just have to refer to the substack where you can see uh, a map of the royalty interest and then the chart reference below. Reserve estimates fluctuate for all commodity companies and must be treated with an appropriate level of skepticism. Three main variables add to the difficulty of calculating reserves, and they are the commodity price, the technology used to extract, and the imperfect knowledge of exactly what is in the ground at any given location. The first two points are the biggest drivers, as an increase in commodity price leads to greater reserves because more of the commodity is made economically recoverable, and improvements in technology allow for the extraction of more resources at a lower cost. So the chart for those listening uh, is right out of the 10K for Chesapeake Granite Wash Trust, and it's the proved reserves that are attributable to the trust. And what they've done is broken out the total reserves and then the amount of reserves that you have a royalty interested in if you are a unit holder. And then what they've done is using trailing 12-month prices for oil, natural gas, and liquid natural gas, uh, estimated what they would make selling the oil and gas over the life of the trust, and discounted that value back to present value uh, today. So it's a discount back to present value at 10%, uh, given the oil reserves and the trailing 12-month oil prices. Okay, moving along. Using a 12-month trailing oil price of $67 and $3.60 for natural gas, the chart discounts the trust's future cash flows at 10% to arrive at a present value of $41,544,000. As I write this on the 2nd of October 2022, oil trades at $79.74 and natural gas sits at $6.83 both significantly over the trailing 12-month price used in the graph. With Chesapeake Granite Wash Trust's market cap fluctuating around $47 million, it is only just above the $41 million presented present value reflected in the 10% discount to present value chart in the company's 10K. At this point, assumptions concerning the future price of oil become all-important. Will oil and natural gas return to their 2015 lows and remain there until the trust liquidates in 2031, or will global supply shortages persist and keep prices elevated? In my own view, prices are unlikely to sink back to 2015 lows, due largely to the influence of environmental, social, and governance policies against a backdrop of ever-increasing energy demands. In short, oil and gas are hated by governments, capital, and even some of the energy companies themselves, and they're all scrambling to exit the industry at the same time. With global demand rising faster than supply, society has decided to keep prices in check via financial engineering rather than increasing supply in the physical world. In other words, most of the proposed oil shortage solutions suggest everything except drilling into the earth to increase supply. At some point, supply and demand cannot be balanced with financial tools, but rather will require actual increases in energy production around the world. With renewable energy unable to pick up the load in the short term, and nuclear energy requiring tremendous lead time to bring online, it would seem that an eventual price spike must be the driver to increase production. 
At a high enough oil price, entrepreneurial forces will take over and new supply will be identified and developed. After production is increased, the stage will be set for an inevitable decrease in the oil price to finish out the cycle. But that phase of the cycle is still years away and will be easy to identify once capacity is increased in a meaningful way. Until that cycle has played out, however, it's difficult to imagine 2015-level oil and gas prices persisting for any length of time. Against that background, the trust's oil reserves could be viewed in another way. Consider the number of shares currently trading for $1, which is the current share price, that an investor must, must purchase to own a single barrel of oil. If you divide the shares outstanding, 46,750,000, by the 385,000 barrels of oil remaining, then you get about 121 shares you would need to purchase to equal one barrel of oil. $121 per barrel is not a bargain, given that it is close to the all-time high price. But what happens when you add in the natural gas that 121 shares would give you claim to? Using round numbers, each four units of the trust is equivalent to one MCF, which is 1,000 cubic feet, of natural gas, or about 30 MCF per 121 shares. Given the current price of $79 per barrel for oil and $7 per thousand square cubic feet of natural gas, $121 buys you 121 shares of the Chesapeake Granite Wash Trust, which is equivalent to owning one barrel of oil and 30 uh, MCF of natural gas. Or in dollar terms, that's $79 for the barrel of oil plus uh, 30, which is the amount of MCF of natural gas you get, times a $7 current price for that gas equals $289 in oil and gas value per 121 shares purchased. This calculation does not include the company's liquid natural gas resources, which, depending on how you calculate their value, could add another $200 per 121 shares of the trust. And that's on top of the $289 already mentioned. So for those listening, you'll have to uh, refer to the written version of this in order to uh, look at the math and verify it. But essentially, you're getting at least $289 of value for each 121 shares you purchase of the trust and potentially upwards of four to $500 of value when you look at the gas, the natural gas, and the liquid natural gas resources that are yet to be extracted. And that's at current prices. At first glance, the trust's mandatory liquidation in 2031 would seem to demand an additional step in calculating the trust's current value. What will the terminal value of the royalty stream be when it's sold in 2031? Personally, I don't think this issue is as significant as it would be for a royalty company that simply ended its operations without selling the remaining royalty interest. If the trust <clears throat> paid out its remaining cash in 2031, but did not sell its royalty interest, then its terminal value would be zero, and the trust units would trade down exponentially as June 2031 approached, very similar to an out-of-the-money option prior to its expiration date. Because the remaining royalty interest will be sold, however, the trust units will have value up to the very last day of its existence, 
with the only serious issue being the price of oil and gas in June of 2031. If oil and gas prices are elevated in 2031, then the value of the royalty stream will follow suit, and the opposite will be the case if energy prices are depressed. Given this assessment, the terminal value of the trust could safely be placed at somewhere between zero and a lot. I believe it's best to analyze the trusts based on the likely stream of cash flow generated from all of its oil and gas sales from now until the reserves are depleted, knowing that we can't predict exactly what those cash flows will be or what they'll be worth on any specific day to include June of 2031. A point worth touching on while we're on the topic of the trust terminal value is the incentive structure of the 50.8% owner and operator Tapstone. Tapstone has the right of first refusal to purchase the remaining 49.2% interest of the trust in 2031. Is this an issue for unit holders? I think it is not, as the unit holders will have the right to expect a market price for the royalty interest on that date. The present value minus 10, or price of the remaining oil reserves discounted back to present value at 10%, used in the chart previously mentioned, is a common valuation method in the industry, and any bid by Tapstone below that value would draw well-deserved skepticism from unit holders as well as industry leaders who would have bid a fair market price for the royalty interest. Now, as clunky as it is to present a list of positive and negatives bearing on a decision, let's go through the positive and negatives relating to this investment, <clears throat> starting with the negatives. The trust directive to liquidate early after four consecutive quarters of less than $1 million in distributions per quarter could result in a forced sale in the worst possible market. The intent behind this provision was most likely to liquidate the trust when reserves dwindled to unprofitable levels, but as we saw in the spring and summer of 2020, demand destruction alone could reduce distributions to such levels without any correlated impairment of the reserves. In other words, prices could fall so low that, for a time, distributions would dip below $1 million per quarter, regardless of the volume of oil and gas remaining in the trust or the amount produced in that quarter. This would be a terrible environment in which to liquidate an oil and gas trust. Moving on to the positives. First off, it is one of the cheapest oil and gas trusts in the market, trading close to its 10% discount to present value even when calculated at below market oil price and gas prices, which gives the investor downside protection and plenty of room to benefit from any increase in prices going forward. It has almost zero operating costs, which protect the investor from margin compression related to rising labor and capital expenditure costs. This point has been covered extensively in other podcasts. Tapstone, the operator, owns 50.8% of the royalty units, meaning that the operator's interest is largely aligned with the remaining royalty trust unit holders, which would be you if you invested in the company. This should prevent the type of conflicts that arise when the operator does not have an interest in the royalty and therefore has no incentive to run the operation well or indeed sabotages the operation out of a feeling that they're being exploited. The reasons for this opportunity, or why is this? why is the market discounting this stock? First off, nobody wants to own a trust, and that's especially true for institutional money and ETFs. Of course, institutional money and ETFs tend to drive the market, so once they're driven away, 
the price tends to remain depressed. The trust has a very low market cap at $47 million and is thinly traded, making it difficult for even the smallest funds to invest a meaningful amount of capital. The trust liquidates in 2031, which appears to limit its upside, but as discussed before, the fact that the remaining royalty interest will be sold means that the units should not trade like out-of-the-money options leading up to the liquidation date. It isn't included in an ETF or fund of any size, meaning that no automatic buy pressure exists to elevate the share price. And of course, all of those reasons are positive for you, the individual investor, because you're in it for the mandatory distributions that the trust has to pay out and not appreciation of the stock price. Another reason uh, for the opportunity is they distribute their uh, income via a K-1. K-1 distributions trigger tax considerations and paperwork beyond what a typical qualified dividend or stock sale will generate. Because a trust is considered a pass-through entity and issues a K-1, all taxes are paid at the individual investor level. Depending on the investor's tax basis, distributions from the trust may be taxed at the individual investor's earned income tax level, seen as a negative for many funds, for sure, and also investors. Additionally, K-1 distributions can trigger tax events within IRA accounts, making them undesirable for this application. Because of the added tax complexity around K-1 trust distributions, many funds won't purchase a stock like Chesapeake Granite Wash Trust, which could be one of the reasons it trades at half the PE of many other oil and gas royalties in the space. Assuming you understand the K-1 impact of your own tax situation, this could be an opportunity for an individual investor with limited capital. ESG, or Environmental Social Governance, is placing downward pressure on all oil and gas stocks, and Chesapeake Granite Wash Trust is no exception. As discussed previously, even many of the fossil fuel companies don't want to be associated with themselves, and whether or not you agree with the ESG thesis, supply and demand will ultimately determine the price of energy. Most stocks today can be traded commission-free, but this one commands a high commission per trade of nearly $7. Okay, moving on from why does this opportunity exist in the market to our conclusion, we have the following. Given the previously mentioned information, who might consider owning this company, and how might they go about it? Beginning with who. This works best for an individual investor with limited capital whose earned income tax bracket isn't too high. This investment is better for individual investors because K-1 distributions are a significant challenge for funds to deal with. An investor with thousands to invest and not millions can get a meaningful portion of their net worth in this investment without driving the unit price up or down through their purchases and or sales of the trust. A low earned income tax bracket is beneficial as it limits the tax payable on your K-1 distribution, and most of the investment's upside is in the potentially significant distribution that you may receive in the future, in other words, the dividend. Keeping taxes on those payouts low is a benefit for obvious reasons. As to how an investor could buy into Chesapeake Granite Wash Trust, the following makes sense. First, purchase units in blocks large enough to negate the effect of the $7 per trade commission. 
purchasing a single share for $1 is unlikely to ever pay off as you've spent an additional $7 in commission uh, on the trade. Purchases of 1,000 shares at a time begin to negate the flat $7 commission on a trade of that size. Again, I do not recommend this investment for a tax-free account as it can generate tax consequences inside the account and negate the benefits of that structure. Finally, I would buy blocks of the stock slowly over time with the intention to hold until the liquidation date in 2031. With any luck, the unit price will continue to decline against a backdrop of further supply constraints and increased demand. So long as the market-driven prices are reestablished before the trust liquidates, unit holders should be repaid well for their patience. Well, that wraps up another episode of Special Situation Investing. We hope your research is benefited by your ability to share in the work that we're doing. Best of luck, and we'll see you again soon with another episode and more investing insights.